SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Hi, everybody. This is Love Him, Love Them with Linda Gunner, where we give hope, touch lives, and change hearts. anybody know if they're really saved and going to heaven? How do we, how do you know that? Today, I'm going to give you three ways that you can know for sure. If this is your first time listening, I want to introduce myself. I am Linda Gunner with Love Him, Love Them, which is a nonprofit ministry that helps widows and orphans in Northeast Georgia and also in the country of Haiti. We got our name from the verse Matthew 22, 36, whenever the attorney came and said to Jesus, hey, what is the one commandment I need to follow? What is the best one? What is the real one? And Jesus answered back and he said, you need to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and then you need to love your neighbor as yourself. So I just want to make sure that you know about us and know ways that you can join with us. So you can always go to our website, lovehimlovethem.org. We have a brand new book out. Um, called Miracles with Mommy Linda. If you want to have your faith increased, we would love for you to be able to read those and find out about miracles that are actually happening today. I am the mother of 12. I still have five at home. And so I'm going to share with you a lot of what I talk about is what happens at our home. And that's uh, uh, what we're going to share about tonight. So one of the most favorite times that I have is our dinner, our dinner time. I have a table with... um, I think the table, how many people does it hold, Michael? 16, I don't know, tons and tons of people. One of our board of directors made that table for us. And somehow there is never a dull moment at that table. That dinner table, that is my favorite, favorite time. Moms, I I know you have to sacrifice a lot to be able to make that happen, but I really want to encourage you that if you have any way, even if you just do it one night a week, which we try to do it every night, but... Um, the the conversations that come out of that dinner table, I still have five at home and plus my mom are are incredible. I actually wish I had a hidden camera that was in our in our dining room that would capture some of the conversations. But somehow or another, uh, everything always seems to turn into a spiritual question. Of course, they don't want to hear my answer. They want to hear my husband's answers. But uh, the most recent one was, um, how do you know? How do you know if you're going to heaven? You know, my son just got back from a teenager weekend uh, that was for 15 to 20 year olds and it was males. And he told me that they had this big question and answer session. And one of the questions from the audience was, <laughs> this is funny because it was only guys. How do you know if a girl's a Christian? Which I mean, and now I only have one son. So all the other girls at the table, when they were hearing this, they were like, girl, I can tell you that, you know, they were going to jump in, which my my children are Haitian. So uh, they were really ready to answer that question. But he said that the person that was in charge of this, the Q&A said, ask her. So I'm going to ask you again, how do you know if you're a Christian? And how do you know if you're going to heaven? You know, First John, I've been stuck, I've been stuck all up in First John, but First John 5 really says there's no uncertainty. It says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. And that's supposed to be the confidence that we have. I'm going to give you three signs today 
to know whether or not you're going to heaven. Because the Bible tells us so much about heaven, but our human language, it's like it's too limited that we can't even explain it. We can't even describe what heaven is like or how you're going to feel when you do go to heaven. But you know what? Here's one thing that's for sure. The one thing about everybody that's listening, the one thing about everybody in this room, death is inevitable. We're all going to die one day, whether we like it or not. Um, And we're all going to stand before God to give an account of our lives. My husband always says that he hopes he's in front of me instead of behind me because he says I'll I'll probably talk too long on that day. But we all do have to give an account. Hebrews 9.27 says this, people have to die once. A lot of people take that to say that we have an appointed time to die. I'm going to talk about that in the future. I think that um, this really just means we're only dying one time. And after that, God's going to judge them. You know, this is inescapable. It's something you you can't, we're going to die. We all have to face it. And knowing that we have a God to who we are accountable, you really need to think through that. And we need to live cautiously and intentionally. You know, for, for, for my kids around the table the other night, I was talking about, I think a lot of kids live their lives with their parents are their Holy Spirit or their teachers are their Holy Spirit. So as long as my mom doesn't find out or my dad doesn't find out or the teacher at the school doesn't find out, I'm good. But the truth of the matter is, it doesn't really matter about us. You've got, you need to be cautiously and intentionally living because God sees everything. So it's not, it doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter what I find out because you're going to have your consequences with me. But we've got to, even as adults, we seem to think, oh, if my wife doesn't know about it or my husband doesn't know about it or the pastor doesn't know about it, uh, then I'm good. But what if I told you that you don't have to wait till you die to find out where you're going to spend eternity? You can know today. You believe Jesus is the only way. And he is the love of your life. The foundation of the Christian faith is about one man and everything revolves around him. He is the alpha and the omega, which means he's the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. And a clear indication that you are going to heaven is that you love Jesus. Even though I've not seen Jesus, but I love him. He can be more real to you than the air you breathe. The Bible says that he is our Lord. He is our Redeemer. He is the Messiah. He is the fairest of 10,000. Here's a question. Is he on your mind all day? Do you think of him when you first wake up? When you first wake up, what is the first thing on your mind? Is, I mean, I, you hear that joke all the time. What is, I haven't sinned. I don't have to talk, because I, but I don't have my feet on the floor yet. But taking all jokes aside, what is the first? Do you whisper the name of Jesus when you first wake up? Do you think about him when, when you're about to lay your head down to rest? You know, when, when I have friends that are going through horrific times in their lives, I send them. There is a there's a scriptures. You can actually listen to scriptures all night long. And it says Bible Bible if you google on my phone Bible verses that help you sleep or Bible go to sleep with the Bible. 
Because you know, you know, the other reason I love going to sleep with the Bible is, do you know what angels love? Angels love the word of God. I firmly believe that angels surround my house and my bedroom when I'm sleeping because they want to hear that word of God. Is he the last thing you think about before? You, I can tell you this. If you don't want to have anxiousness or worry, you know, uh, peaceful sleep is one of the gifts of God. So if you are in love with Jesus, that is a clear indication that you're going to heaven. And one of the one of the uh, things that will help you prove if you're in love, of, because when you're in love with something else, something else, somebody else, if you're in love with your job, it's the first thing you think about in the morning. It's the last thing you think about before you go to bed at night. If you're dating somebody and you want somebody to be your spouse, it's the last thing you think about before you go to bed and the first thing you think about in the morning. Think about that. Very, very important way to know who you're in love with. No one who is going to heaven will have a hostile attitude toward Jesus. This is probably going to be too much for a lot of you guys, but I'll tell you in our last book, Choir of Angels, I was looking to see if I had one here, but in our last book, Choir of Angels, we talk about uh, children who were raised up to serve Satan, who were raised up as voodoo princesses. And that was the experience that I had that caused me to learn what it really meant to be able to cast a demon out of someone. And one of the true ways, just one of the ways that you know for sure you're going to heaven is if you love Jesus. Another way that you know if you are demon-possessed is if you cannot say the name of Jesus. And that was one of the clear ways that we knew that demonic forces had left a child is if they were able to speak out, Jesus is Lord. So it's very, very, demons hate Jesus. Satan hates Jesus. And so no one who's going to heaven is going to have a hostile attitude toward Jesus because he's the very preciousness of heaven. (laughs) All of heaven loves and adores him. And everyone who is going to heaven loves Jesus and has a connection with him that transcends this world. Those who go to heaven love Jesus, and it is so, so easy to fall in love with Jesus. I mean, if, if you read the Bible, if you read the Bible and you're not impressed by the love the Lord Jesus Christ has for you, you're, you're not reading the Bible. I mean, it's, it's overwhelming. You know, um, there are people that, that will read Ephesians, I think it's Ephesians 1 or Ephesians 2, I can't remember right now. It doesn't really ever really matter. If you read through, I mean, there are times when I'm reading the Word of God, and I am just so overwhelmed. I, I can't. You know why it's so overwhelming is because we don't, we don't, very rarely do we have that type of love from a human. Very rarely. Because love here is so conditional, right? The, the, I mean, the best love I can think to, the best thing or something that you love that I can think to show you unconditional love, which is the love of Jesus, is the love for your pet, <laughs> right? Because your dog, even when they throw up all over you and have diarrhea and stomach virus, I mean, you still love them. You still let them jump up on your bed. That's probably the most unconditional love. Uh, for most moms, for their children, but you know, nowadays, the love of parents for their child is really not even a great example of the love of God because there are so many parents that are leaving. So you can't really use that anymore. So the the love of Jesus will overwhelm you. I can guarantee you that. You know, Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners. 
You know, that's the other, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Most of us that do love somebody, we don't love them until they do something amazing for us. It's not whenever they're jacked up and sinning and, and in a hot mess that we're like, oh, I just love them so much. And the, here's the other part. Not only did he die for us, but look how he died for us. Oh, my gosh. He died the death of all deaths. I mean, if Jesus is the love of your life, you can be absolutely sure that you're walking on the path that leads to heaven. This may put some people off, but this is what the Bible says. There is a way that we can show our love for Christ. And there is a way that we can prove our love for Christ. And it's in one word. Anybody know what it is? I I can't hear you. (laughs) Obedience. That's how we show. John 14, 15 says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. This means that the proof of our love to Christ is our obedience to him. You know, it's not just a sentimental or an emotional term. It is, it is wonderful when our love for Jesus has these things. But he, is always, he always has to be the center. It always has to be centered on keeping his commandments. You don't just say you love God with your words. You have to prove it with a life that is obedient to his word. You know, you, my husband and I do marriage counseling, and sometimes you'll hear a wife or a, or a, a spouse, you'll hear a spouse say, but I do love you, but I do love you. And the, other, and the other spouse is saying, wait a minute, that makes absolutely no sense because nothing you're doing is showing any love. And it's almost as if this thing takes over us that we're able to say, I do love Jesus. I do love Jesus. Well, I'm not going to do anything that he tells me to, and I'm not going to listen to what the Bible says, but I do love him. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because the, we can't just love with our words. We have to love in action. And action is obedience. And being obedient to his word, God commands, God commands us to love him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength. Do you, do you love God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, and all of your strength? Do you? Because right after that, he says, I mean, this is the verse that, this is what our whole ministry is about, love him, love them. Because right after that, God commands that you love your neighbor as yourself. Oh, I don't love myself. Yes, you do. (laughs) You do anything and everything you can to make sure that you have what you need and when you need it. Do you love your neighbor as yourself? I mean, this whole thing, and I started off today's episode with this, is a lawyer asked Jesus, what commandment is the greatest? I mean, don't we want to know what's the greatest so we can make sure that we do that? In Matthew twenty two thirty six, 36, Jesus replies to him, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. So, I mean, we talked about that. That is what loving him and loving them is all about. You cannot make Jesus the love of your life and believe he is the only way without then spending eternity with him in heaven. That you, you, If you love him, if you love him with all your heart, show more and strength, that's what it says, okay? Now you're going, you will spend eternity with me. The second sign that you're going to heaven is this. Your view of this life changes a lot. You know, there are people who see heaven as a place that we're going to go 
when all the fun here on earth ends. All the fun here on earth. Did you hear that? (laughs) They do not truly understand what awaits them in heaven. They don't get it. They have no clue. The joy of heaven will make your time here on this earth an afterthought. Colossians 3, 2 through 4 says, Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you're also going to appear with him in glory. So one of the signs that you're going to heaven is that your view of life has changed from when you were an unbeliever. The things that used to matter to you, they don't matter. They gradually begin to just lose value in your eye. You know, the more that you journey with Christ, the more your affection for this world will reduce. If truly you're going to heaven, you will realize that this world is not your home. I have a really good friend, Chad Lawson, and I remember when his wife passed away, which was my best friend, and that that whole story is in our first book, Peanut Butter Crackers and Flip Flops. Uh, matter of fact, that's why our first child sponsorship, we picked her her favorite number for the for the to sponsor our children, eleven eleven. And every and a good friend of mine just sent that to me the other day, eleven eleven. Reminds me of her. But I remember after she passed away, he would send me that song. This I'm not going to sing it because I don't want to mess you up. But it was This World Is Not My Home. I'm only here for a short time. This world's not our home. We are literally just passing through. And when you're just passing through, what is the purpose of falling so deeply in love with the things here? Matter of fact, the Bible talks about how that those of us who belong to him hate the things of this world. And and that's becoming easier and easier to do, isn't it? You know, if you know you're going to heaven, you will be a person who is not in love with this world. You will be such a believer that will begin to lay up your treasures in heaven where moths cannot destroy and thieves cannot steal. And because you lay up your treasures for yourself in heaven, your heart will be there because a person's heart will always be where his treasures are. Matthew 6, 19 through 21, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves continue to break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, the last, I want to say maybe the last eight weeks, there, it's, I think it's been since the Miracles with Mommy Linda book came out. There has been such an outpouring every time, every time we've had an opportunity to share about Jesus in the churches, in the women's groups, in the retreats that we've been able to speak at. The response has been unbelievable. And every time I get the opportunity to sit and speak with someone about becoming a new believer, about forgiveness, about healing, I, I do feel like that is laying up the treasures in heaven. And I'm going to tell you, it is a joy. I, it's an, when is the last time you were able to lead someone to Jesus? When is the last time you were able to pray for someone and you saw the miracle of healing take place? If you're not experiencing these things on a 
daily basis, a weekly basis, or at least a monthly basis, I'm going to tell you, you're being robbed of a joy that is that is something I cannot even describe to you. It is a high like no other high. One, the way that you'll know that you're going to heaven is your affection will be for heaven. You will begin to see yourself as a passerby on this earth. And when you see your perspective of time and eternity changing, it's a sign you're going to heaven. Because when you understand the, si- the, the size of your house doesn't matter. The kind of car you drive doesn't matter. The money that's in your bank account, the designer shoes, the designer pocketbook that you carry ultimately does not matter when it comes to eternity. That is a sign that you are going to heaven. When you are more concerned about the kingdom of God and the advancement of God's will here on this earth, it is a sign that you are going to heaven. You know, the reason that people try to build up wealth at any cost, even even considering that they're violating God's laws and ordinance, is because they don't have an awareness that this world is not a permanent dwelling place. Think about all the people you know that work from sunup to sundown, um, forsake their families, travel, do anything that they can do to make more money, make more money, make more money. You know, Paul said in Philippians 3.8, consider everything to be nothing compared to knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Why are people willing to sin, to steal, to do whatever, to take time away from their families, to do whatever they have to do to build up that wealth? They don't understand. They don't understand this is not a permanent dwelling place. You know, that is the drive of every believer that is going to heaven is to realize there's nothing here that can be compared to Jesus. And as a believer that is going to heaven, a clear sign is that your perspective shifts from focusing on here and now to focusing on eternal things. You don't, you do not worry about this life. You don't worry about this life like you used to. Because the Holy Spirit just keeps reminding you of the eternal glory that is waiting for you in heaven. Can you imagine if we really got that? There's just a constant reminder in the heart of a heaven-bound Christian that they're not citizens of this world. That probably means a lot more to me than it does to most people because of the fact of how we deal with the children in Haiti and and how we realize that when we bring them here, they're not, it, it's a different world when you're not a citizen of the United States. When you're here, things are different. Uh, Merlanda asked me the other night about how much longer is it till you're adopting me and I get those papers? I mean, the, your, your perspective is completely different. Even your ability to participate in things. You can't vote. You can't get uh, certain grants and scholarships for college. You can't work. You can't do, your, your life is different when you're not a citizen of a particular place. So is your affection on the things of this world or in heaven? When was the last time that you had great joy in your heart because this world is not your home? If you've settled for this world, it's a sign that you don't have heaven in view. And the last sign I'm going to look at with you to discuss is a lifestyle that chases holiness. 
I'm going to read this in the King James Version. This is strictly for Doug Vermilia and Shirley Phillips. <laughs> Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. You know, this verse highlights a wonderful and yet a terrifying reality, a reality that not all people will see the Lord. The truth is we are all going to see them. We're going to stand before him and we're going to see him when we step into eternity. And we all know that even the enemies of the Lord are going to bow down for him. Every tongue is going to confess that he's Lord. This verse is not referring to that, but it's it's talking about the time that we're going to be gathered together and see the Lord. In, in Hebrews 12, 14, he's talking about the continual seeing of the Lord, which will be after the judgment. There's talking about going into heaven and we, we will continually see the Lord. This says that if we don't follow peace with all men, and if we don't seek out holiness, with, it says we're not going to be spending the time with the Lord. Being at peace with people means you are walking in love with them. Love him. Love them. It is not possible for peace to be where there is no love. The Bible tells us that love covers a multitude of sins. Instead of picking a fight, instead of getting angry, instead of keeping anger, love helps you to deal with offenses in the right way. Most Christians don't deal with offenses any different than non-Christians. But we have to maintain a life of peace everywhere. We have to grow in love. We have to love him and love them. I don't know how many times I can say it so that we can lead a peaceful life. So here's the question. Are you chasing peace with all people? You know, the people that are closest to us are our family members. Do you actively chase peace with everyone near you? Or does everybody have to tiptoe around you because of your short temper? Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man will see the Lord. Holiness has to do with living a life of dedication to God. There is such a holiness that is credited to us, a way that holiness is put to our account by God's kindness. Do you guys remember when Abraham, when the Bible says that he believed God and so it was credited to him as righteousness? There is a holiness, though, that we can pursue, that we can seek after, that can be sought after. We're commanded to be holy because God is holy, and we're supposed to reflect his image. And God's children, as God's children, we just can't do everything. As God's children, we just can't go everywhere. As God's children, we just can't say everything. As God's children, we just can't post everything. We're not supposed to follow the trends of the world. We're supposed to pursue peace and everyone as well as holiness. He didn't say to attain peace and holiness, but he said we're supposed to be pursuing it. The goal when we're pursuing, however, is to ultimately attain it. So the final sign that you're going to heaven is that you are pursuing peace and holiness. The direction of your heart should always be toward holiness. We can seek and we can chase after holiness. Listen closely. 
not happiness. Not happiness. Please don't confuse those two words. It's holiness. No true born-again Christian is in the same place of holiness today as they were five years ago because we continue to move on. When you're pursuing something, you're working toward attaining it, and you're getting closer and closer and closer. You're seeking for more holiness. So where are you? Where are you at seeking peace? Where are you in your pursuit of holiness? Do you look just like every other Christian or every other non-believer? Or are you seeking and pursuing peace and holiness? Is it obvious that you love him because you love them? Coming soon at the Central Park Performing Arts Center in Largo, Florida, the first annual Solwyn Women's Conference. Hear 20 plus inspiring speakers that will transform you, shift you into your divine path. Mark your calendars, ladies, June 21st to the 23rd. Three full days of fellowship, worship, encouragement, and supporting local female business owners. When your soul prospers, so will your health, your finances, and your relationships. I need a lot of time trying to figure it out. You're stronger than you think. God wants us to walk in freedom. He wants us to understand the blessing. It's time to be healed in your soul, know your true worth, and be all you were beautifully and wonderfully made to be. Purchase your tickets now for this life-changing event at www.soulwinconference.com. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soulwin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.